This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio this evening, it's Ian. And JJ. And Mark. And we invite you to the website, freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content there. Uh, If you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to send it to... Uh, you want to make it so other listeners can see that. What you do is you submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. doesn't matter what it is. It can be a blog post, news item, something fun, uh, whatever you want. You submit the link, and then other listeners can vote up or down on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. We're going to start out tonight with what I consider to be one of the most outrageous things that has happened uh, up here, I mean, we're we're all Free State Project participants, meaning we moved to New Hampshire <clears throat> in order to get active for liberty, to uh, hopefully achieve some semblance of freedom in our lifetime. The idea being that, uh, you know, people who are free can live life however they want, so long as they don't harm others. And if you want to be free, you have to allow others to be free. These are important ideas. And so we've all moved here. Uh, JJ, you moved from Wisconsin. That's right. Uh, Mark and I, we moved from the west coast of Florida. And people have been coming in from all over, and it's been great. I mean, it's great to have a community of like-minded folks around that you can connect with and get out there and socialize with and also do activism with. And so that side of it has been great. It's been growing. But the state, the people calling themselves the state of New Hampshire, they have been making life you know, as difficult as possible on the activists. They don't like what uh, people are standing for here. They don't like the idea that people would dare uh, stand up against their system. And stand up for the ideas of liberty. And so they're they're doing whatever they can. And they are taking some very desperate measures to try to crack down as much as possible on activism around here. And just the, the levels of uh, depravity to which these people will sink, the, the hubris that they are yeah. willing to display. I think hubris is right. That it's, it's sort of the arrogant nature of power in that I can wield this. And, and, some, of, and, and some of what we've seen has been just... Beyond ridiculous. I mean, there's certain situations with the camera van and at the courts and, and some across of the, the state. Exactly, and some of the court uh, officers themselves, the bailiffs, and how they've treated activists and the reactions from the judge. I mean, Judge Arnold saying no emotions in the courtroom. You can't you can't show emotions in a courtroom. You can't wear a I Ron mean, Paul shirt. This is this is absolutely ridiculous type type stuff where you wouldn't even. It's you unbelievable. can't write this. Right. You yeah. can't write this for TV news or movies or, or entertainment. You can't write it. One day they're uh, ready to throw the whole uh, the whole courtroom in jail for not standing. The next day they, um, you know, the, the next time you go in, they don't care if anybody stands. Um, you know, or one courtroom, there's... one guy's getting thrown in jail, literally beaten up and thrown in jail for wearing a hat, and another one, you know, he can wear a hat to testify. Yeah, it's it just, these are different courts you're talking. They, about. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, there should be. I mean, these are all administered by essentially the state of New Hampshire or some kind of um, little, you know, some, right. some charter thereof. Well, uh, look at look at here's one perfect example. A demo walks in to the, uh, the the lower part of the courthouse and he sees Judge Burke. He asks him three questions. He gets arrested in a, in a low and calm voice. Yes, very calm. Calls him sir, actually. Calls, yes, calls him sir. And uh, he goes upstairs. Judge says to the bailiffs, this man threatened me. Arrest him. They arrest him. Jason Repture comes up and films in that lobby for about five minutes. They do nothing to him. 
Derek comes up, and in six seconds after they warn him, he is arrested for filming. I mean, this is how crazy it is. So yep. the first guy didn't even make it to the lobby, was arrested just for talking to the judge. The second guy had no issues whatsoever. And the right. third guy gets arrested after six seconds. It's like, it's, that is all in the space of an hour and a half. And that, it, that perfectly and explains the court system. Derek's charges were dropped. Yes. And Adamo's charges were also yes. dropped after Adamo sat in jail for two days. Yep. Three days. Like Adamo's charges were felonies. Felony charges. Threatening a judge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty serious stuff. That's the kind of thing you hear about the Cali cartel doing down in uh, Colombia. Threatening a judge. Right. And of course, nothing has happened to this man. And then this, they just drop it. Right. To this I mean, rogue like man, you can nothing. pick up a man or off the street, throw him in jail for a couple of days, charge him with a felony, turn it around, and then what happens? Nothing. Yep. Yep, they just go on with their business as usual. As to some extent, I, I uh, fault the activists for this. I mean, you know, that would seem like a big. Uh, oh, he's know, court got a case. lawyer. Thank God. Uh, he's he's doing something about it. But Good. what the expectation is that before, you know, by the time the suit gets filed, the uh, you know the judge uh, will probably be retired. Statute of limitations will be in effect or something like that. I mean, I don't know enough about the legal side of things, so we'll let you know as how that that case develops if it develops in anything. But typically, these people get away with whatever they want. And uh, you mentioned also, uh, J.J., the camera ban. Across New Hampshire, they've banned cameras from all New Hampshire courts uh, in certain areas until a week ago where they changed the rules, probably in anticipation of the fact that the Supreme Court's going to have a public hearing about camera rules in court in about two weeks or about ten days from now. And so Do you suspect with this change in rule that the people coming to the Supreme Court with cameras are going to be able to go through security, no problem, Walk and and the only issue is actually the camera in the courtroom. I don't know what to expect because that's from the some, Court. some people have, have suggested that that that's part of the idea, but I can't be certain because I, I haven't studied. What I don't know what to expect. I, I you know these people are unpredictable. That's true. So as I understand it, the the Supreme Court actually does record all of its hearings. They like broadcast it or stream it or something like that. So theoretically, they shouldn't have a problem with cameras since they already have their own cameras in there. But uh, all that aside. They come out with this order. The superior in, in New Hampshire, there are two different levels of uh, courts prior to superior court. Excuse me, to Supreme Court. So you've got district court, and you've got uh, superior court, and then Supreme Court. So there's administrative judges for both the superior courts and the district courts. So they're two different people, but they both issued about the exact same order. The, the only real differences between it was the superior court one mentions not recording the jury, and the district court one doesn't mention that because there are no juries in district court. So otherwise, it was word for word an identical order that uh, was released earlier this month that basically backs down a little bit on the camera restrictions. But it's the old 10 steps backward, one step forward. Thing, sure. Right? So they've been cracking down and cracking down and arresting the press and you know, dropping the charges and then you know, just continuing to do their little, little you know, tyrannies in these court, courthouses. And so it, it was prior to a couple weeks ago that you couldn't go into the courthouse with any you know, video equipment or audio equipment at all. You couldn't film anywhere on the courthouse right. uh, grounds. And wherever the courthouse is. In some cases, the courthouse includes other things. I mean, this is in our in our case, the sheriff's office is in the courthouse. Yes. In the basement, so you actually. Can't, yep. And the clerk of court's there. And there's laws that say that you're allowed to record and take pictures of documents Supreme, at the clerk and, courts. And court cases court that say that you're allowed to record these right. public bureaucrats. But, but they that can do whatever matter. they want because there happens to be a court in this house. We can do whatever we want with the rest of the offices yep. there. Basically. And so this new order comes out that basically says, well... We're going to allow you to have a staging area. So if you want to get recordings of people outside the courtroom, you'll now be able to do that. But you still have to ask the judge's permission in order to do that. And even though the order doesn't say anything 
about uh, having your camera stolen from you when you first come in, where they, they confiscate your cell phone, they confiscate your camera, they confiscate your audio recording, anything that's a media device, laptop, they confiscate it all. And then you have to beg to uh, to a man in a robe in order to get one of them back so you can actually record some sort of hearing or record in their new staging area, which they have not yet set up, mm. this uh, staging area. They'll get to it when it's, when it's convenient for them, don't worry. So it doesn't matter that the order doesn't say, it doesn't authorize them to, to confiscate people's stuff. They're just doing it anyway. And I went in there today, so I, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with how the situation is now. Uh, so you know, none of that matters. And they're, they're adding a new hoop. So they've taken away one, one, another thing. They've, uh, it used to be that you had to give 48 hours notice. Like For the last four or five months in New Hampshire, you were supposed to give 48 hours notice prior to recording anyone's trial, if you could give the notice. So like if you just found out about it the day before, then it wouldn't matter. Well, they've taken that rule away because they probably determined it was illegal. And so you no longer have to give 48 hours notice. Again, that's the right. one step They didn't forward. do it to be kind but now, <laughs> now they put up a new rule to another hoop. Just like, they love putting up hoops for you to jump through, uh, because people will do it. And they put up a new hoop that says that now you have to give notice to the other party in the case. So it used to be that the cameraman could just go in, write a notice. So I'm going to record this trial, boom, and put it in the clerk's office, and you were done. Now they're saying, oh, well, you've given it to us. Now you have to give it to the lawyer for the state, which is a bunch of nonsense. The judge's order says you're supposed to give it to the clerk. It doesn't say anything about, you know, you have to give it to the other party, but they're just making crap up and the judge will go, you know, the judge doesn't care. He goes along with it. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full power, no compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. Live, you can dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 855 450 free. That's 1 855 450 3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can get signed up for news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. If you go and get signed up for the updates, you can do it via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you. It's news.freetalklive.com is where you can find ways to get on all of those. That's news.freetalklive.com. If you're like me, you don't have time to read books anymore. Audiobooks, however, are a great way to get in that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down and read a book. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got all different kinds of uh, books over there, depending on what kind, what what category you like to go to when you go to the bookstore. Business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, fantasy, and everything else. It's uh, fast easy and affordable. I've done it. I listen to audiobooks all the time. Um, here's one right uh, that I'm looking at right now. This is the, uh, the, the new Steve Jobs book. I mean, probably a lot of people out there are thinking, you know, I want to read that, but they just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Well, you can get it from Audible and you can get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Great deal. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with free? Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So we started out talking about some of the courtroom crackdowns that have been going on here in New Hampshire over the last uh, few months, specifically against folks who are uh, wielding video cameras 
and or audio recording devices and or still cameras. And uh, so that's going to be moving along. There's a Supreme Court hearing about that. They're still enforcing some silly nonsense, but they've backed down on a couple of aspects of it. So it's pretty much the summary that you need to know there. But that is nothing in comparison to what happened today. Because what happened today is something I've never even heard of before. In fact, an attorney I talked to has never even heard of something like this happening before. So if you are somebody who knows the law, you're legal kind of type person, you're maybe you are a lawyer or paralegal or something like that, I would love to have your thoughts on this. But just to bring you up to speed, uh, we haven't really talked too much about it. I don't know if we've talked about it at all. Maybe you mentioned it here and there, but Brad Jardis we've had on this program a number of times in the past, a former law enforcement officer, spent uh, 11 years on the force up here in New Hampshire in a little town out east. Uh, and he quit the, you know, quit being a cop because he couldn't live with himself doing what he was doing anymore, like being asked to enforce laws that hurt peaceful people. He didn't like that very much. And so he was kind of done with it. He quit that. And he's been uh, doing other things, pursuing other uh, interests, and recently has kind of gotten back into the activism scene and decided that he wanted to do a little bit of civil disobedience. Or actually what he might say, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what he might say is not civil disobedience, what he's doing. What his plan was, was to go to uh, Plymouth State University. It's a state school uh, here in New Hampshire, and he wanted to basically carry a gun openly. On campus Now, the campus rules say you can't do that. Campus rules say you can't carry any weapons on campus. And his point was, in a blog post that he made over at freekeen.com, you can scroll back, it's probably a few days back at this point, but his, uh, his blog post basically said that, well, the school rule is illegal. So the schools have made a, a regulation that they don't have the right to make by law, by their own, by the system's own rules, by statute. He points out that the school is like a political subdivision of the state of New Hampshire, and political subdivisions are prohibited from restricting anyone's right to bear arms. That's what the law says, and he puts it out there, and it's you know he cites the actual law, and he's pretty clear about it. And this kind of started to bubble up a little bit of controversy. Just him posting that uh, started to bubble up controversy. And then he announced publicly that he and Tommy Mozingo, who was a former uh, member of the Army, were going to be going to this school and carrying, I, I guess, rifles, automatic rifles uh, slung on their backs, uh, carrying them openly and doing some sort of outreach, perhaps with flyers, handing it out to students, uh, informing them that, hey, this school rule is BS and you can actually carry weapons to defend yourself. Now, the reason that they would carry these uh, rifles, it seems to me, would be rather than because, uh, frankly, somebody's I we go I go in New Hampshire and I see people now and then with guns on their hips mm -hmm. and I don't think people really notice them uh, they just don't, they aren't paying enough attention people wear things on their hips these days and it's you know they whether it's a cell phone or uh, you know car keys or whatever they wear on their um, you know hips and they just don't pay attention uh, you know sunglass cases in some cases fanny packs whatever and so guns don't stand out that much when you're just talking about a little black uh, you know glockenspiel there. I think if it's someone from Massachusetts It'll stand out. Right, well, you know, for whatever reason in New Hampshire, I, I don't, I don't, people don't seem to make a big fuss about it. I would have expected this to happen in Florida. Open carry is illegal. We've I never had activists have the cops called on them for open carry. We have, yeah. but I've also seen them not, and well, that's sure. what I'm amazed by. I'm not amazed by people having the cops called on them for open carrying. I'm amazed when they don't, and right. when they're people that aren't activists and just normal folks. I see this when I go out. I mean, it just it, it, yeah. it, it's done. This is New Hampshire. I mean, those things. Happen. 
happen here. So I think that the reason that they would have the long rifle would be because you don't want to miss the, the you know the Glock on the uh, the right. It'll be there. very conspicuous. Exactly, it, it takes up a lot more space. People obviously will notice it, and it will will incite, incite some sort of reaction because it is such a large, you know, piece of uh, technology yeah, or true. tool, whatever. Right. If a handgun's it. offensive, this is far more offensive. Exactly to that to that person that would be offended by a handgun. So the plot the plot was, and it was announced via press release over at freekeen.com about three days ago was to have them show up on campus and hand out stuff and let people know what their rights are and, and basically challenge this regulation and essentially challenge the police to arrest them. Look, if this is illegal, go ahead and arrest us and we'll take it to court because Brad has done this research and he's one of those legal eagles. He's you know really into reading the law and knows the system inside and out. Again, he was a cop for 11 years. And so he felt like he was really prepared to take this on. And what he what, wasn't prepared for. What he wasn't prepared for is what they did as a result of this. And who could really have predicted this? I, I, I certainly didn't. Well, there's been a lot of press, and there's been a lot of things going on. There was the uh, the, the thing in Virginia this morning. Yep, another shooting at a Right, there's a shooting at the Virginia Tech campus uh, earlier today, and that sure is coincidental that it happened the day before Brad and uh, Tommy were going to do this. And thing. by that, you mean coincidental, not anything else. I mean, you know, whoops, wow, that happened. Yeah, right. I don't know. But anyway, so what has happened is pretty outrageous. And you're right, there, uh, JJ, there has been some controversy. The Concord Monitor, for instance, a newspaper, has picked up a story. They've been interviewing Brad. He got us an interview on WMUR. The school officials had contacted Brad and attempted to negotiate with him to get him to not carry the gun. He ended up negotiating with them to some extent, and some people disagree with this particular tactic. Uh, some say that he sh- never should have talked to them in the first place. But he negotiated some, you know, to like keep trigger locks in the guns or something like that. I don't have all those details, but uh, he did not agree to to not carry the guns, and so they then went to court. And the court today issued an order, what they call a temporary restraining order. And this temporary restraining order is unlike anything I've ever come across. No. It's magic, Ian. This is a magic document you are looking at. This is uh, shocking, disgusting. Uh, it's unbelievable uh, what they're trying to do here, and whether they'll get away with it remains to be seen. Uh, we will we'll share that with you here in a moment because they've basically taken what is a Second Amendment issue and turned it into a Second and First Amendment issue here because now they're trying to oppress freedom of speech as well. And uh, we'll explain to you what's uh, what's going on with this. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Your thoughts are welcome. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features 
on the site there, totally free. Uh, so enjoy those. And those features include listening options. You can go and get tuned in via our broadband and dial-up streams around the clock, 24-7. Latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there for you. Plus, you can learn about the over 100 uh, great radio stations from coast to coast that uh, air the show at various different times throughout the week. And Good stuff. It is. And uh, then there's the XM satellite radio channels as well. We've got two of them that, That's awesome. uh, that air the show, yeah. which is great. Nice. And our free-to-air channel, as well as the webcam, where you can watch creepily. And you can also... What's, cri- what's creepy about watching the webcam? You put it up there. I did, yes, because of high, high demand. On I the don't part know, of- right. I don't know why particularly anybody wants to see what's going on in the studio, especially a night like tonight. I mean, there's nights when, say, Allie or Michelle Seven or here, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, Nimi are on. Right. I can see why you'd want to go see there. But, you know, neither one of us exactly the most, uh, uh, you know, not running around being uh, uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford or something. So uh- – so, yeah, so you can watch the webcam. You can also listen via the Listen Lines, which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. You can get all those details over at listen.freetalklive.com. JJ, what's that uh, black model name guy who starts with Tide? You know, who I, he's, an, he's an actor, too. He's a really good-looking young man. You know what I'm talking about? See, this is what the, the no. problem was. I was trying to come up with his name, and I realized, well, I don't know that guy's name. I, it's Ty something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I had to go back to try, try to quickly come up with another attractive actor, and what did I, I found a, apparently a geriatric that was at one point attractive. Anyway, if you're unable to own a firearm due to local laws or other reasons, an air gun might be a great substitute. And there are plenty of other reasons why you'd want an air gun. You could be training a child in firearms use or varmint control, maybe a little cheap, quiet indoor target practice during those long winter months. I recently got a 50 caliber air rifle that can bring down a deer from Pyramid Air. They're the world's largest online air gun retailer. In business since 1993 with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, their experts can help you find the best air gun for your needs right over the phone. They did it with me. You can get 10% off or free shipping, whichever's more, with a coupon code FTL11. Please go now and view the amazing Dragon Claw. That's what I got at airgun.freetalklive.com and peruse the site. See the other air guns and accessories they have there. Airgun.freetalklive.com. They've got all kinds of specials going on for Christmas. Uh, they have those uh, air guns that you cock by you know bending them in half, and uh, I can't remember what those are called exactly, but um, you know everything. Airgun.freetalklive.com. All right, so I'm uh, going to share with you here something pretty outrageous that came out of a court uh, today, and it is a huge attack on the freedom. Not to speak, uh, as well as an attack on gun rights. And but first, we'll go to you and your thoughts. Let's go to Dave, listening to WSVG in Mount Jackson, Virginia. Hey, Dave. Hey, good evening, fellas. I not only listen to WSVG; I'm one of the on-air hosts on WSVG. So you like you, the Dave? so you like the cook in the kitchen that never actually eats uh, the food from the kitchen. Yeah, well, I, I listen to both Alex Jones after I get off and you guys every night. So, um, oh, I thought you said you don't I listen. I, I'm sorry. I thought you said you don't listen to your own station. No, no, no. I do listen. I listen oh, to my station and, and I listen to the other hosts. It's I will a... tell you, gentlemen, that um, I was on the campus of James Madison University today. We were coincidentally, uh, along with the Virginia Citizens Defense League and the Students for Concealed Carry, at James Madison University. We were actually protesting in support of a student's right to carry concealed on campus. Mm. Um, When I was a student at Blue Ridge Community College, I actually uh, was threatened with expulsion for carrying on campus. And uh, I agreed agreed not to carry for seven days while they took their weapons policy and ran it up the flagpole 
to the attorney general's office, and the attorney general said, uh, your policy specifically lets students carry. Leave him alone. And uh, that college has had a uh, one of only 25 in the country that allows students to carry concealed. That college has had that policy wow. since 1995, and there's not been a single violent crime on that campus since that time. Oh, wow. wow. That's really great. <laughs> Unlike Virginia Tech, where there's been uh, you know at least one shooting, there's now apparently been two, with one uh, happening wow. earlier today. And don't forget about, in between these two shootings, and actually the second victim on Virginia Tech appears not to be a victim, it appears to be the shooter who killed himself uh, with a right. self-inflicted gunshot wound. But in the interim, between these two shootings, you'll remember that an Asian student actually beheaded a female student with a samurai sword on campus as well. Oh, yep. my. Can't have people carrying so, samurai swords. Yeah, there can be only one. <laughs> well, that's correct. That's the obligatory so, joke. Yes, it's good, though. It is a good one. So I, I believe in Virginia, what, what residents of Virginia need to realize is that since I sued JMU in 2004, the General Assembly has had legislation which both lets colleges decide their own weapons policy and forbids colleges from deciding their own weapons policies. And every single piece of legislation has been killed. So our General Assembly has just decided to punt on whether students should be allowed to carry concealed handguns on their public college and university campuses. What, what can you guys carry openly in uh, Virginia? Yes, we we can. Carry, and in fact, the non-students at James Madison University who were protesting on JMU today, we were carrying openly on oh, campus, which seemed to uh, it seemed to upset a lot of students. Yeah, I can tell you that that one one of the antis we call them antis here in Virginia. One of the antis had his sister was actually. One of the 32 killed at Virginia Tech. Sorry to hear that. And yeah. his whole big thing now is he wants more government regulations because all the regulations we had obviously failed at Virginia Tech. So he wants more of them. Yeah, well, um, you know, in some cases, those folks can be very difficult to talk to. I mean, you can't you, you can say, look, there's never been a, a situation of gun violence on this campus where, um, you know, people are allowed to con- concealed carry. There have been all kinds of cases on campuses where they're not allowed to concealed carry. Really, what doesn't add up for you? But exactly. they just don't get it. I mean, they're, they're thinking emotionally. And a lot of people who think like this think emotionally. And it's really funny, the open carry issue. Um, you know, I mean, the fact is, anybody you walk by on the street or down next to the campus or in the student center could be carrying a gun concealed. Sure. But once they carry it open, then people get all in a dither about it because, well, they're showing that the, the guns are bad. Well, yeah, they just don't like seeing it. It's- I saw a video today where a girl's talking about guns walking around everywhere guns walking around i mean this is how upset she was was that the one with the right. uh, the college girl from plymouth state university yeah. that video she pulled that you know well oh, really she pulled her whole account yeah if you try to click on that video now so it's, it's it's up at freekeen.com i posted it earlier today but if you try to click the actual video it lets you know this user has removed their account huh. so well, i guess she didn't like the response you, i can tell you at blue ridge community college because i'm still struggling well to get my bachelor's degree I went into the Air Force instead of going to college traditionally. But I still go to Blue Ridge Community College, and I make it a point when I have to go on campus for a class, 
I carry openly, and wow. uh, I don't I don't get any problems. It's, it sounds openly. like uh, you know I I I didn't know that Virginia was one of the more gun free uh, areas as far as like gun freedom oriented areas, but it sounds like you guys have more gun freedom than uh, than New Hampshire. Yeah, which is is surprising to me. Of course, listening to your I mean, you may recall last year when I called you and told you guys I don't. that paying child support was illegal in Virginia. Paying it in advance was hmm. illegal, hmm. and they actually sent people to jail here. But, you know, with, with your problems that I've been hearing about, your problems with contempt of court charges up in New Hampshire, Hampshire, it certainly hasn't sounded like too much of a free state to me. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not a free state. It's out of control, and uh, the only thing that's going to ever make it free is a concentration of people that actually love liberty. Hey, Dave, thanks uh, for the call, man. WSVG, great station, long time uh, airing this program there in Virginia every single night. Thanks, uh, fellas. Pre- yeah, appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I mean, New Hampshire is heralded as one of the most freedom-oriented areas for guns. I mean, there are not very many regulations. It's not hard to get a concealed carry permit up here. It's what they call shall issue. So it's better in a lot of ways, but... I mean, they are totally cracking down on the the folks that want to carry on a college campus. You know, it may it may have been if this uh, civil disobedience was done differently, and I'm not saying it was done wrong. I'm just saying if it was done differently, that it might have been the results might have been different. There's more coming up. Eight five five four fifty three. Your comments are. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. Head on over there, enjoy the features, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that 3 bucks in, we'll invest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more listeners on the internet uh, to the program as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom, because boy... Do people need the ideas of freedom more than ever today? Uh, there's so many bad ideas out there, so many uh, government, pro-government ideas that have just been uh, just inculcated into people's minds. Uh, we were just watching some interviews, and maybe we'll play some audio from it uh, coming up here in a little bit because I thought it was pretty interesting, uh, but, uh, some college kids at this – and there I go using the term kids uh, – but uh, some college people, <laughs> college young students. people, students – who, uh, and getting their opinions on this idea of this protest that was going to go on uh, tomorrow morning. And from what I understand, it's still scheduled. It's just that the individuals who are planning on bringing guns onto Plymouth State University campus are now questioning their plans to bring guns on the campus because today a man in a robe issued an order. And it's an absolutely outrageous order, and we'll give you the details here in a moment. The Freedom Engineers are a cadre of coders, creatives, and anarcho-capitalist nerds from around the unfree world who are, as I speak, collaborating on technology and enterprises that will build a free future. Join an inspired team that is 50 strong already. Help get 
um, get the help you need to complete your radical idea or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects already in motion. Go to freedomengineering.org and join the team by signing up for their free newsletter. It's freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. So this uh, is probably one of the most outrageous things I've ever read from a government bureaucrat, uh, at least in my history of, of doing activism. The protest that's scheduled for tomorrow morning, bright and early, at uh, Plymouth State University in New Hampshire has stirred up on my, uh, quite a bit of controversy. The uh, university staff is very upset that they claim they've been getting complaints from people in the surrounding area, which of course means people at the university who are other teachers. Uh, you know, People are complaining that these, these men would dare come on a college campus with firearms. This is dangerous. So they're complaining about something that hasn't even happened yet, basically. Right, they're- and, and it's, it's a former cop and a former guy from the Army. I mean, if t- if there are two guys who have whatever training is necessary, you know, necessary to uh, to carry and bear firearms, I don't know who else it would be. I mean, these guys know exactly what they're doing when it right. comes to firearms. Exactly. You know, yes, as you said, Brad's a former uh, police officer or yep. law enforcement. Eleven years. And excuse me, Tommy was uh, Tommy was deployed. He was in Afghanistan, Germany, uh, I think. Right? Well, he was. Yeah, he was, he lived. He yeah. grew up in Germany. Uh, then he moved here. But anyway, yes, Tommy is definitely. Uh, I'm sure capable of handling firearms. Right. So these guys were going to go uh, bright and early tomorrow morning and uh, and display their firearms publicly on a college campus, contrary to the college's rules, but still supposedly within the rules of the state, uh, within the, the state government's rules. It's They say that political subdivisions can't make rules restricting firearms. So they were going to go and challenge that tomorrow morning. The campus threw themselves into a tizzy. And if you want the, the real detail on this, you can go to freekeen.com. I posted uh, a blog post over there that is... Is basically a response to this order by this man in the robe. And this man in the robe is basically saying that Brad Jardis and Tommy Mazingo, the two individuals that we're talking about here, and their officers, agents, servants, employees, and attorneys, and any person acting in active concert and participation with them are enjoined, meaning prohibited, from carrying firearms or any other weapons prohibited by the firearms policy on the university campus. And they also go on to say you're also prohibited from bringing them on any other state university like Keene State or New Hampshire uh, University. So what does active concert mean? Uh, they will they will just they'll know it when they see it. Whatever you know, anybody who shows up with a gun on this day is acting in active right. concert because as far we as say concerned. So. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that 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 alone, you know, is is they're, what they're trying to do is intimidate people who were planning on coming into not coming with the scary the extra scary tactic of contempt of court because the third portion of this because what they're doing is illegal. What they mean in the government? The government is doing is breaking its own laws and is scurrying about like a bunch of cockroaches in the mm-hmm. night, trying to hide their illegality while still keeping their uh, their this 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 veil that in front of them that they're keeping people safe. I right, mean, because uh, contempt of court you can't challenge. Right, the is judge there... can throw somebody in jail for for saying that. Well, oh, you know, I put an injunction here. We've got a court case on. You can't do anything until we put yep. this court case on. Because any dispute must be settled in our courts. You can't go out there and do civil disobedience. No, right, right. and it's not civil disobedience. It's following the law. So uh, the according judge, to Brad, right? <laughs> the but ju- the university disagrees, and the judge apparently agrees with the university to the point where he was willing to issue this temporary restraining order, which threatens contempt of court and jail, and you know, and, and arrest on anybody that dares show up with a weapon in violation of the university policy but then there's point number two Mm. and point number two is what makes this a first amendment issue now because not only does he prohibit people from coming and violating the policy but he also says bradley jardis and tommy mazingo are ordered to post a copy of the temporary restraining order that i'm reading 
on the blog slash website www.freekeen.com. So in his order, he's telling Brad and Tommy, who doesn't even have an account at Freekeen, he's not one of our bloggers, while Brad is, because Freekeen's been part of this. This is where Brad posted his press release. This is where all the you know the information about this event has kind of come out of. So this this man in the robe has determined that Brad will go ahead and be forced. To do something. Now, I've heard of restraining orders. I've heard of, of uh, orders from judges saying, Mark, you can't come on that person's property. You can't talk to that person. You can't go to this place. I've heard of that plenty of times in my life. Something that restrains you or restricts you, yes. Correct. But I've never heard of a judge saying, you must do this. You have to speak this. Because that's essentially what he's doing. He's telling Brad that you have to do as I say. You have to speak as I tell you to speak making, where I tell you to speak it. He's making him a slave. I mean, they actually use the term Well, we're servant. already slaves. Well, but, right. But I mean, he's just doing it he's again. throwing it right out there. Right. So, I mean, anybody that, anybody that you can make say things is your sock puppet. That's right. And, and he's essentially co-opting my website, yep. right? Because I own freekeen.com. It's my blog site, and other people blog there, and Brad is one of those bloggers. JJ, you're another one. That's right. And uh, I, I'm sure you have similar feelings on this uh, as I do. It is. It's disgusting that the judge could tell you how to put something on your website or, like, like I mean, you know, we had some sort of little uh, back and forth in chat while this was going on in the uh, before it was posted, and and I was all for suspending Brad's account just to uh, prevent him from being able to post anything to the website. So what he ended up doing before I was able, I hadn't decided what I wanted to do and sure, how I wanted to sure. handle it, and I talked to Brad, and he had already then posted a, a two sentence blog post with a link to this court order. So he didn't actually post the court order to freekeen.com. He didn't post the text of it to Freekeen. He just posted it to a link, or it was linked to on another site. So the order had been uploaded to a PDF hosting site, and he'd linked to it there. So technically, he didn't actually post it to Freekeen, but nonetheless, the link was there. He's probably absolved himself of any... He uh, feels he has absolved himself, and I don't know what the judge will think. So I guess he took a screenshot of it or whatever, and I then pulled that post down, and Brad feels that that's completely legal, that he's complied with the order, that he's posted it. He, what he what can he do about someone else pulling it down, right? So uh, so that post has been pulled down, and I have now posted a response called "Open Response to the Robed Man Who Believes He Controls This Blog," where I basically tell them they can go pound sand and that uh, their order is not going to appear here. Now I do link to the order because I want people to see this and believe it. We're not joshing you, man. This no. is real. I'd like, I'd like I'd like some lawyer, lawyerly folk to look at this and to respond with with hey, this isn't legal because of this and this, you know, Me sort too. of I'd like to hear that already, as well. Yeah, I mean, that'd be really interesting to, to, to find someone to counter this. Well, the lawyer I talked to said that he's never heard of anything like this before. And uh, the other lawyers were, you know, they said that you can't email someone an order and consider it served. Because this, this protest is supposed to happen tomorrow, and this order came out today. And usually when they send you orders or whatever, they're sending them through the mail. But the attorney for the school sent an email to Brad. That doesn't count as, uh, as legitimate. That's, that's not a real, like, service. But obviously it's public now that Brad's received it, so he can't just go there tomorrow and claim ignorance. But had he kept his mouth shut about it, he probably could have shown up there and said, what, what order? You know, in the top line you know? of this, the top line of this order is probably the, the worst one and the most divisive, I think, is the University System of New Hampshire versus, you know, these two individuals. Right. So it's, it's clearly, this is the University System of New Hampshire, a state. This is clearly a p- political entity that is part of the state's... Uh, mechanism, whatever Correct. it serves some function within the state. 
and they're su- they're suing two of uh, you know two peaceful human beings who weren't going to hurt anybody. They were just coming there to do outreach. The other point, by the way, on this is that uh, this judge thinks that by posting this to the website, which hasn't been done in full, uh, contrary to its uh, to the order, he thinks that's serving notice on everyone else. He thinks that uh, if you have seen this order on the website, that therefore you have been notified, and so therefore you should not be showing up at the uh, the college campus tomorrow morning with any guns or weapons either. Well, the, <laughs> did he pick the wrong group of people to do this with? Right. So, uh, so yeah. So we're not going to post your little order, buddy. And uh, instead, I've posted a nice little note to him there. So you can see that over at freekeen.com. We'll take your calls up next. You're welcome to share your thoughts on this or anything you want. Uh, Gun freedom as well. Guns on college campus. Maybe we'll hear from some college students in a moment. 855-450-FREE. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Tombstone Pizza. With multiple varieties to choose from, there's a Tombstone Pizza that's sure to please your family. What do you want on your Tombstone? Family dinner is important, but who says it has to be at the table? When life gets busy and the pressure is on, pull out the good paper plates and settle in for pizza and a movie. It's fun, easy, and memorable for the whole family. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line as we launch into the second hour of the program. 1 855 450 3733. More to come about the guns, uh, guns on campus controversy that is brewing right now, not just in New Hampshire, but also Virginia Tech. Uh, another shooting happened earlier today. Tomorrow in New Hampshire, it was scheduled to have a, an open carry protest, a gun outreach demonstration at a Plymouth State University campus. That that has caused quite a bit of controversy with a man in a robe issuing an outrageous order, forcing, attempting to force a man to blog something, yep. uh, trying to uh, try, trying to stop this from happening tomorrow. So we'll we'll let you know how that uh, pans out, and we'll actually hear from some college campus uh, students as to how they feel about this uh, controversy. But first, let's talk to Michael, listening in South Carolina. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, hey, Michael, what's on your mind? Well, I, I called tonight because um, I was streaming uh, anti-war uh, radio today on my computer, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard an advertisement from the Foundation for a Better Life. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Foundation for a ma- Better Life. Yeah, I have heard the name, but I can't tell you anything about them off the top of my head. All right. What, what, what's the uh, the content of it? Well, they make the pass-it-on uh, ads on billboards and TVs and the radios and most of them are pretty benign, um, although they did, unfortunately, promote this kind of USA, Uberalis, uh propaganda after 9-11. But uh, most of them promote, like, positive behavior and pretty benign. But this one, this ad glorified uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, you no. Know, probably, probably the most tyrannical and destructive man in U.S. history. Um, and it, the ad promotes persistence and talks about how Lincoln uh, failed at many things before he finally succeeded in getting elected. And um, at the end of the ad, it says, Lincoln was no loser. (laughs) 
And I, I thought it was ironic because, you know, half a million people lost their lives because of this man. Why was – well, well, hold on. Why did you hear this on anti-war radio? This sounds like the last thing in the world they would It play. might have been on during the Fox News. Remember you put Fox News in on the break? Is that right? And it's uh, – he was were, – Michael, were you listening on LRN.FM? Um, on the uh, anti-war radio page, there's a link where you can listen to it live. Mm. And, and so you're know. probably listening to the stream from LRN.FM yeah, on the it. anti-war page. And then, yeah. Ian, you have the top of the hour news put in um, by Fox right. News. Is yeah, that right? we're certainly not running it's a spot the only like thing that. that fits in that particular... Um, well, no, there's different news packages that we use there. It could have been Fox that ran. Uh, it, 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 there's a chance of that. So, but I was going to say we certainly wouldn't run a commercial like that on LRN. So anyway, they, uh, right now um, this this particular ad I've heard uh, I've heard the 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 inspirational Abraham sort of thing where they t- and actually it's much longer and they talk about all the failures he had in life and how he succeeded right. in being well what is called one of the greatest presidents in the United States and I think that you know great good or great bad one can agree that uh, uh, that Abraham Lincoln is one of the most uh, you know no- notable presidents in U.S. history and I think that. The 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 um I, I think that it's still valid the the statement that you never give up that uh, success comes to those who persevere is still valid if you said Abraham Lincoln they he could persevered have taken, and slaughtered six hundred thousand right, of his country they could have taken Hitler and gone through the uh, the list of his uh, you know losses in life spent one year spent spent two years in prison wrote a really crappy book <laughs> uh, you know led four attempted coups of the government and finally this great man slaughtered millions he's adolf hitler and you know abraham lincoln's no adolf hitler but he is the president that presided over the killing of the most people on the north american continent of 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 anybody i mean you know so he has a very dubious distinction for those that think he thinks he freed one slave they really should read his second inaugural address and you know in which he says that he really doesn't believe um inequality for blacks at, at all in any way shape or form i mean he wanted to ship them back to liberia back mm. to africa i think is what his plan was um he didn't what want jerk. yeah he didn't want freedom for uh slaves the, the slaves he did free he freed in a country over which he was not the president and so therefore he did not free them in the states that had slavery over which he ruled at the time that came guy. afterwards michael yeah that's, that's right that's exactly right and um, I've, I've checked into it a little bit, and this Foundation for a Better Life is funded by a billionaire Republican who also helped fund um, George Bush's presidential campaign. Yikes. So I thought that it was appropriate, you know, that these he would support these two awful, <laughs> warmongering, big government Republicans. Abe Lincoln and George Bush. Yeah, thanks for the heads up on that. Uh, I mean, if that's it's, I'm guessing you're probably right, Mark. It was probably Fox News. It gives me another reason to pull them off the air. The only reason I added them back in well, you, was because we you lost. You wring your hands over this all, all the time because we lost Cop Block, mm-hmm. uh, their podcast. But that should be coming back here within the next few weeks. Well, so. you know, I mean, it's hard to find a news segment that will fit into that, and you know, producing that, and know, it's hard to find one that's updated regularly. We as on well. Free Talk Live produce 21 hours a week of stuff, and then you're producing uh, Free Keen News and. And all kinds of other things. I mean, it seems it's sad to me that among the thousands of thousands of people that listen to the show, somebody can't step up and do a you know five minute 
updated every other day uh, segment of news for you. I mean, I, I just, it's just sad. Well, to they me. wouldn't be doing it for me. They would be doing it for themselves and well, for the LRN. Movement. They'd get all kinds of notoriety out of it, and you know that kind of thing. Boy, it sure would be great, Mark, if someone would do that. Uh, I don't know why they don't. But uh, Michael, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I don't we think do you've have... ever put a call out on the air. I mean, you've just complained to me about it, right? Oh, really? I don't know. But we do have a handful of folks that are doing some stuff. Dave Ridley does one uh, from RidleyReport.com. Yep. He does one that's specifically five minutes for our LRN.FM yep. air. Uh, Cop Block's going to be coming back, so that'll be good. The police awesome. accountability report uh, coming back. And uh, let's How see. often do you want one of these things updated? Well, the, the more often, the better. Right? I, mean, I mean, you'd there's think always somebody news. could step up and do an up, a daily updated, um, you know, podcast. I, it yeah, but it be takes time. Mark. That, I mean, it's, that difficult. To, it would know, take time. You might be looking at an hour per five minute, you know, news. I mean, you if you could you've got to write a script, you can't just wing it. And, you know, if, if you're going to do a five Dave Ridley news, wings his. He says it's live to tape. True. Dave's a pro, though. I mean, he's been doing. He news is better than most. <laughs> And uh, let's see, there's, oh God, who else are we using? Free Speech Radio News. We're using Free Speech Radio News, which is kind of like a lefty progressive uh, mm-hmm. international news thing. And the reason I put them in was to balance the Fox. So I figured, well, you know, like I've got, we had Fox on before, and the only reason Fox was added to LRN.FM originally was because there are no other national news networks that have podcasts. None. I've looked into it. ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, uh, all these major news agencies. Sometimes you can go to their website and you can click a player and you can get their latest news that way but they don't actually deliver their news via podcast and in order to have something on lrn.fm you either have to be a live show or you have to deliver via podcast so therefore there are no other options sure i could put on npr but that would be kind of uh yeah, a little contrary to uh, the mission of the, Slightly. the organization. Fox News I could also isn't. put on CBC or BBC, but you know, I, again, those are government-run organizations, and so I, I kind of have a problem with with airing their product. Um, but you know, Fox and it has is to not, be five minutes on the dot. Well, it doesn't. I mean, ideally, yes, it should. We can always cut it short if it's a right. little, if it runs <laughs> a little long. Um, but yeah, so uh, so there's four newscasts running on the network right now, and one of the other one, the other one is the Free Keen Radio News, which is the one that I produce on a weekly basis. So two of them are weekly, Dave Ridley and Free Keen. One of them is daily during the week, and that's Free Speech Radio News, and then Fox News is every single hour. So it basically is a four-hour rotation of of each one of those rotating. And the more I've got, the more I'll put in, right? So if like somebody else were to start up their own Liberty uh, podcast, Liberty News podcast, um, in fact, I, Nick Ryder has been talking about doing it, uh, and so that that would be cool if That'd that be actually awesome. if that actually panned out. Uh, Ernie Hancock from FreedomsPhoenix.com has also talked about doing it as well, and I'd put them all on if they were there. So it'd be great. 855-450-FREE. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to the news page at lrn.fm, and there's an email address on there. Is it news.lrn.fm? Yeah, actually, that'll get you right to it, okay. as a matter of fact. So, uh, let's continue with you and your thoughts, and then we'll uh, also go back. We'll go and t- listen to what some college students have to say about guns on campus. Sean's on with us, though, in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live, Sean. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, a few things. There's a lot of things that have been overlooked. Um, especially when I see with contract law. I do study a lot of contract law, private sector, and what I've been hearing in the background, too, especially with, let's see, with this uh, this case down in the States where the judge makes some sort of order, blah, blah, blah. Oh. I'll tell you what, I don't know where you're going with this, but hang on. We'll let you explain here in a moment. More with Sean uh, about contract law, and also we'll hear from the uh, young college females about how they feel about guns on their college campus here in a little bit. 855-450-FREE. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features and those other talk show hosts. They want to charge you for their sites. You get ours free over at freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. So head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. If you've been listening to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you've heard about the digital currency Bitcoin. It's like uh, cash for the Internet. But for some people, obtain- obtaining Bitcoins up to this point have been somewhat tricky. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy or sell Bitcoins. Uh, They also offer a complete bullion store. So you can buy and sell gold and silver privately and anonymously with Bitcoins. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they've got 24-hour customer service right there on the website. Just visit the site, click on the live support link at the top. You can see their banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's crypto exchange. It's a big, big, long banner there uh, at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, we've been talking about gun freedom in on this program, and I, I'm not a big fan of uh, of guns. I mean, I you know the world wouldn't be a terrible place if tomorrow they all disappeared. Right. Well, that's the trick is the the the, <laughs> the supposition by the the folks that tend to be this more liberal and progressive sort that because you legislated away that they will somehow all they go, go away. away. Yeah. Let's start with the nuclear weapons tomorrow. Let's all sit in a big circle and wish away the nuclear weapons. And once we see that that doesn't happen, then you have to sort of sit around and say, well, how do we live in a world where nuclear weapons or guns or, or knives or pointy sticks or, um, you know, whatever rocks uh, exist? I mean, people have been killed by thrown projectiles like rocks and, sure. and stuff. I mean, slings used to be a very viable weapon. You go into any sporting goods store, you can get a slingshot and it'll throw a... Uh, a little ball, a forty caliber ball. You can buy these things for the slingshot. It'll put that right through your skull. You can believe it will. And the so I mean, and you can reload it relatively quickly. I mean, it isn't it isn't a Glock, but it'll do the trick. Um, you know, the what do you do in the world where people do have guns? Some people choose to carry firearms. I'm no gun advocate or anything like that. I'd make a pretty poor one being a convicted felon and a Quaker. But I respect people's rights right. when it comes to firearms. I'm just a freedom advocate. Right. So I'm not going to join in their protest in that I, you know, I'm not going to carry a firearm at this particular event, but I'm going to be there to support their right to do so. Yeah, I've, I've openly carried a bunch in New Hampshire. Uh, I haven't had any issues with it. I prefer to conceal carry, but at the moment I don't even... 
own a uh, firearm because I, I mean, I don't really feel like I need it. You know, it's one of those things where... It's not a dangerous place in New it's, Hampshire. It's very not dangerous. And in part fact. of the reason for that is because it's relatively free when it comes to people being allowed to own and carry and display firearms. Let's go to Sean, though. He's back on the line with us uh, listening in Ontario. You just barely had a chance to get started on what you were saying, Sean. So go ahead and uh, start from the top. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes down to uh, co- contract law and uh, offer acceptance, there's, there's a lot of principles to law that are completely overlooked by the masses, really. And this applies to everything, including this whole gun scenario here. This, uh, this offer and acceptance, this judge himself, he, he, he gave out an offer. What his order is? It's just an offer. No, and no, those... I'm sorry. Have you ever actually tried? Have you ever actually tried this stuff? I know you're, what you're referring to is like the Freeman ideas uh, proffered by uh, Robert Menard out of ThinkFree.ca. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely not. Okay. This is this is just basic contract law offer acceptance. Well, I've I've tried this before. I asked a judge once, "Are you making an offer?" And he threw me in jail for contempt of court. Absolutely, you should have. The reason why is because you didn't bring solution to the. To the uh, the question, you he told him to sit that. down and shut up. I mean, did he? He didn't ask him for any solutions. He gave him ninety days in jail. He well, said, "If you say have, one more word, you're lawyer? going to jail." Did he have a lawyer? The judge? No, no I, I did he, not have a lawyer. So you went in there, you said to yourself, and then you you asked him that one question, and he threw you in contempt. That's correct. He no no no. He immediately started by yelling at me to sit down. I didn't sit down as fast as he would like. And as I was preparing to sit down, when I was getting around to it, I asked him the question: "Are you making an offer?" Because I'd heard this claim about, "Oh, whenever the judge says something, right. he's making an offer to you." And I figured I would try that little theory out. And it's you know, it just didn't work out. Do you yeah. actually have evidence of you actually being successful with this? Absolutely, with yeah. uh, contract laws and great. Exactly. Where is it? Po- what have you done? And where is from. it posted? Where is it posted? Yeah. Um, mostly if it's in the private sector, how you position yourself, there's not going to be much posting. Okay, I don't know what you mean by private sector. I I thought we were talking about being in court with a man in a robe, calling himself a judge. Well, if you want to talk about that, we can go into that. Yes. When it comes down to creditor-debtor, you're you're looking to probably bring yourself a solution to the issue. One thing is, why are you in one of their courts? And when you come into one of their courts, by their offer, they're going to either summon a name, and when they summon the name, that name has a duty if you're coming in as a plaintiff or if you're coming in as a defendant. A defendant, you're defending. You're already at arms. It's an, uh, the person that's complaining is the plaintiff. You have these two uh, structures of people. Mm-hmm. They're actually both debtors for the, for the most part. When you, go to, when you go to the court, are you on their business or are you on your business? Well, I'm line. there under in the this, threat in, of in, violence. In, in, in this cir- certain circumstance, nobody went to court. A judge just issued an order, and if they violated the order, then they would be in contempt of that order. So no one went into a courtroom. You're um, talking about what's going to happen tomorrow? None of the activists went into a courtroom. You're talking about right. gun protest tomorrow, Mark. Right. Uh, the, the gun protest was a separate story, but I can talk about that. But I was talking about his contempt at the moment. Okay. The contempt itself was when you went into their business. You went into their business not on your terms. So when you walked in there, if you said a name, didn't say anything, what matters is when you showed up there, they probably called out a name, a case, or something, and either you had said something or you didn't say something to put you in a position that you are a third party, that you are not the person 
that they're looking for. Now, there's a big difference right, right. between a person and Yeah, you know, you I filed some paperwork or whatever in advance, you know, some of this basically kind of referencing some of this stuff. And yes. what you're talking about is this theory. It's a legal theory, and, uh, and it's basically backed by uh, no real evidence that I've seen, that which, right. which suggests that if you go into a courtroom and you stand up when they call your name, that you're consenting to being joined to that uh, person, which is actually a corporation. You can tell it's a corporation because it's written in all capital letters. I mean, as you can tell, that's I've, I've heard... Yeah, I've that, heard this stuff older. before, dude. I've heard yeah, it all before. And what I've, uh, what I've yet to see is any tangible evidence of anybody actually proving that it works to get them out of some sort of court trial or set them free from the, from the system. Well, it's not being free from the system, what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is in contracts, you've got to remember everyone is equal. So change, interchange the word contract and law, they're interchangeable. They're not equal Which, because they have men with cages and guns that they will throw absolutely. you into those cages. Yeah. So, again, maybe we're just not communicating effectively here, Sean. What is it you're trying to get across to people tonight? Can you? Can well, you s- I'm saying that there are basic principles and laws which are consistent. But the principles the don't matter. Can, a- you, can you speak to this order that we are talking about, this temporary restraining order? You know what we're, you know what we're referring to by, by this? I, I heard blips of it, but yeah, I can speak to that matter. I mean, the, if you... I mean, you came on here to talk about that. Is that correct? Or that how this is improper or something to that effect? I'm not saying it's improper. What I'm saying is that when, when people are going to be going there with, with guns and stuff, it's going to be their come from. And what I'm saying is that your intent and your actions also are a part of any contract. So there, there's no contract here, dude. Nobody so, signed well, the contract. contract. No, that's just legal land fantasy. Is and- it? And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're just somebody who's spouting off. Do you actually have evidence of you using these little techniques in a criminal court case? Well, not. But if this, if this is a criminal court case, in criminal, no. If it comes down to uh, basic okay. contracting every day. Wrong. I'll tell you what. I'll bring you back here in a moment. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's nonsense. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. control of the airwaves at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site. So enjoy them over at freetalklive.com, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there over at freetalklive.com, and you can go all the way back to late 2006. All of it for free, freetalklive.com. Do you have enough, um, you don't have enough time to read books anymore if you're anything like me. But audiobooks have been, for me, a really great way to get in that uh, reading that I want to do without carving time out of my day to sit down and and read a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment they've got books on all kinds of to- in all the sections that they the big bookstores have they have uh, you know just a tremendous selection of, of books over there and you can go get a book audiobook for free whether it's uh, in the business classics fiction erotica history um, science fiction fantasy whatever it is that you prefer they've got it over at uh, audiblepodcast.com/ftl and you can get it for free. So, um, as I understand it, the, uh, the new uh, Terry Goodkind book is out, and, uh, you know, that's one of the ones in the running for what I'm going to be getting here. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get a free download, actually a free gold membership. 
and uh, it makes it they make it easier for you. Downloading's easy. I can do it. Um, so I think most people could pull it off. It's fast, easy, and affordable. AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. All right. I'm going to bring Sean back here one last time just because I'm trying to understand what his point is. And I really do want to get this because uh, I've I've looked into this before, Sean. These, all these claims about, oh, well, the government says sends something to you, so you're contracting with them. If you stand up in court and you uh, answer to the name that they call, then you've you know joined their contract. And you know there's all these hidden agreements and you know, these secrets uh, that, that, are, that are being you know, inter- interwoven into things. And, and, and Sean, another thing to understand here is that Ian has tried this, and he's my business partner, so we've put a lot on the line on these sort of ideas that you walk into the courtroom and you say abracadabra, and then suddenly they do what you want. And it, what and we've had, I mean, in the, the years and years we've been on air, plenty of people call in and, and suggest uh, you know, some incantation things. or another. And so therefore, you know, what it sounds to me like you're saying, and you know, you, you can clear it up for me, is no, no, don't say abracadabra, say alakazam, and be sure you use a capital A and two Zs. Um, and you know, because this is what it's like. A lot of people call in and they've heard some mumbo jumbo. Yeah, or they'll another, say, Oh, you did it say, wrong. You do it, not me. I'm not going to do it. You do it for me. So that way I can see whether it works and, you know, go from there. Right. Um, for the most part, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff you have heard um, in the past, these are old technologies that, um, Definitely by position, different kind of gurus and uh, things on that sort. And, yes, a lot of people don't actually get it right. Um, it's trial and error. Uh, this system itself, um, you're actually looking from the reverse end uh, all the way. And the bottom line is, does anything work? Um, yeah, there's counteroffers. And like I said, when you get the principles of law understood, and you start putting them in place, then you're going to see some strange things. They're going to say one thing and do another. And is there a magical word? Well, no, not really, because what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to be very present to not just, and I say offers, there's a way of bringing without argument to any situation. And for the most part, we've only learned on how to be debtors or only learned how to bring argument, only learned on how to take a position. And you'll see this. And the bottom line is, when when you are going to merit the uh, merit a not just a judgment but something along the lines of, of of a remedy that some people do talk about, it's not a magical word, it's not a magical phrase. It, what it is, it's your come from. And what I was so, saying with well, Sean, law, what evidence do you have before you go on with your explanation? What evidence do you have that this is in fact a voluntary situation when you're dealing with the courts? Because it seems to me like there is a little tyrant there who's wearing a black muumu who orders men with guns and badges to do what they wish them to do. And okay. a man yeah, who, a, a man who has a small army tends not to make offers um, on a voluntary right. basis. Yeah, well, the, the man that you're talking about, your adversary is your remedy. And you look at the, the guy that is the plaintiff. Let's say you, you're the defendant. Now, your issue is not with the judge. Well, the judge, if he starts taking into, getting into your business, think of your every affair, every matter that you have is your business. And you're only there for your business. Now, the courts are there to make profits, to make generate whatever it is, argument, whatever it is to be able to make themselves needed. If we, did, if we actually solved our own matters, we wouldn't have to go to court. Bottom line is, why are we on their time? Did we set our position before we even went to the court? See, you don't go to a court unless it's already solved, or you go to tell them specifically what your reason you're going there for. Now, the other thing, too, is the principle... I, 
I don't know why. if we're even communicating in the same uh, language here. In my experience, you go to court because they threaten you with violence if you don't show up. And, and I'm not talking about a, a case where there's a, another plaintiff. I'm talking about cases where the plaintiff is the, if, is the court, is the state of and, New Hampshire. And if it's truly an offer, if, Sean, if it's truly an offer, I have no obligation to even respond. A salesman on the street could – why? A salesman on the street can make an offer to me as I'm walking by his business, and I can ignore him. And that's, yeah. that's, that's not an offer. An offer where you're obligated to make a response to write some crap down is enslavement. Right. Now, who did they summon the court? Did they summon oh you as a side of the street, or did they summon – Something that has some sort of attachment. I don't know, but it's my butt that they'll put in jail. They're going to put me in jail for it, man. It well, doesn't matter. Security, yes, if you if you show up, absolutely. Right, right. But you'll oh, have to show up. Try they'll not showing up for court. I've man. seen it happen. Right. Have you ever have you ever actually tried not showing up for court? Without just if there's a name, what happens is that they're they're going to go after they're going to go after the person that was obligated or a duty that. How did they get court. obligated? You said it was an offer. It is an offer. Then but how am remember, I obligated? How, where in in their principles and law, where do we give her our consent? This is the thing you don't. Un- I don't think. That, see, you you talk like you know what you're doing, but you haven't actually provided any evidence that you've actually done this. I don't care what your principles of law say because okay. they what don't kind of care. Evidence? See, this is the thing you don't get, uh, Sean. The first rule of court is that all the rules can be thrown out at any time by the man in the robe. So all your law principles don't matter a crap to these people. They don't care what the law's principles are. They don't care what their own, they don't care what their own rules say. They don't care what the Constitution says. They just don't care. They can do whatever they want, and they know they can do what they want, and they'll get away with it. And none of what you, none of your mumbo jumbo is going to fix it. So good luck, Sean. Let us know when you actually get some evidence of what you're saying is actually true, because it's nonsense. As and far I'm not as I'm trying concerned. to talk down anybody. This is a frustrating situation. I imagine it's even more frustrating for you. You spent Sean days in jail. Sean thinks he knows over. everything, well, you know, and uh, I'm you know, sure until you've got this. the video. Sure, I studied but, it too, and I tried it, and it failed. And the but answer you didn't is say always Alakazam. With right. Two well, that's right. And the answer is always, well, Ian, you didn't do it right. You had to do this. You had to file a notice of intention. You had to file a this and that. Show me how it's done notice of truth and understanding so for all those self-proclaimed experts out there please please everyone wants to see this everyone wants everybody who's ever experienced court knows how awful it is they want to see the answer is there an answer i don't think there is i think the only answer is to get liberty loving people together and have them non-cooperate and throw monkey wrenches into the system and maybe change the system if that's possible but to get people together but to say that there's one answer that is just going to you know one size fits all this is going to to help you uh, escape from the tyranny of the court system. It's nonsense. And until I see somebody walk into a courtroom and utter some phrase and and be able to walk out without having men uh, men with guns come after them a few weeks down the line for a warrant, I, I'm not going to believe it. Well, this this whole idea of obligation and contracts and that you're bound by this, this sort of mystical uh, spider web, if you will, is all just slave-mindedness, if you will. It's, it's like you've already conceded that the state owns everything and runs everything and so that yes they can create these mythical contracts that extend beyond the the realm of the paranormal or uh, existential and it is everything that you can imagine the state has already determined well this is the course you have to follow the law because the law was written by the state their own language their own their own mystical uh uh, rituals and all that sort of stuff as though they follow their own none of that sean guess what none of that actually exists it's all just the will of power hungry people that's right it's men ruling over other uh, human beings it's not necessarily men
There are some women. Yep. It's true. Mostly men, though. I've tried to extricate that term from my my jargon. Humans. Yeah, like I humans. mean, man is a uh, you know is a synonym for humans, but at the same time, you know, some folks don't like that term. Yeah, I, I follow you. Eight five five four fifty free. So all you legal experts, prove it before you keep spouting off. It's free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want, even if it's some half-cocked legal theory. 855-450-FREE. you got to be nice, okay? I'm I mean, sorry. I'm so frustrated by it, Mark. I know, it's I know so you frustrating. are. But remember, you did this. I know you I did. did. You believed it, it enough believable. to put your freedom on it the line. It sounds very believable. It sounds very plausible because the people that proffer these uh, legal theories sound like they know what they're talking about. Sean sounds like an incredibly intelligent and individual, they do their he? they do their research. And there there are some really like solid-sounding things out there when you start to really dig into this. But the part they don't understand is none of it makes any difference. You can have all of it nailed down. You can have read all of the legal theories and all of the laws behind it, and you can pull out Black's Law Dictionary, and you can dig into the definition of person, and you can find out that it actually means it's a corporation and that, you know, that, uh, you know, your name is tied to this person and it's all in capital letters. And you can find out all this stuff, and it's all like, wow, it's so amazing. It's all just a big, you know, scam, and they've all been, you know, playing this game with us. And But it's not a game. These people are serious. They're going to put people in jail cells, man, and nothing you can do. There's nothing. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing. They'll do whatever it is they want to do, and no no utteration on your part is going to, uh, you know, you can't spout off a a certain string of words and have these people change their mind. You can't cite any law case. You can't cite any of it. You, You can cite their own cases, and they don't care. I've cited their own cases to them. In their own system, they don't care about that. It doesn't even matter to them what their own Supreme Court says. They'll just do whatever they want doesn't even matter what their own court rules say. Their first rule of their court rules is that they can waive the rules at any time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can have it all figured out, and they'll still put you in a jail cell. And I'm sorry, it's only frustrating because I hear people doing the same thing that I did. Because I can hear myself, you know, and, and that's what's the most frustrating. thing. like, don't, don't do this. Don't go down this road because you're going to fail. But I'd love to see if you win. I'd love to see if you actually have success with this. I'd love to see that. I really would. There was right. that one well, video. So, about the- so uh, this is the point. The point. Yeah. I mean, tell me about the video in just a second. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to cut you off, but this is really the point. When people call in and talk about this here on the air on Free Talk Live, essentially what they're doing, and they and they don't have experience to back it up. Essentially, what they're doing is advocating somebody else. Hey, run forward, yelling and screaming with your sword drawn in the air, and see if they shoot you with arrows. I mean, because that's unless you lead the charge, you look like a coward. And I'm not saying that anybody's a coward here. I'm just saying that, you know, Ian, I know you've done this. I've watched you do it. And I snickered all the way because I thought it was just silly. And turns out it was just silly. Mm. And for people to come on and suggest this and not have done it themselves. And, uh, you know, like I get if you haven't done it and you haven't taken video and stuff like that. If you have done it and you haven't taken video, I understand. But we need to have video. We need to prove these things. You need to show people this is how you're going to prefer this 
this idea. This is proffer this idea. This is how you're going to push it forward is by actually letting people see how it's done. You have to set the example. And there was one video of a guy in Canada, one of the Freeman, which is kind of one of which mm-hmm. is one of the movements where the, a lot of these ideas have come from. Uh, Robert Menard is uh, is a guy who produces some very interesting videos. And I'm not saying there aren't uh, valuable ideas that are that are suggested in some of these theories. Uh, a lot of them lead to people wanting to stand up for themselves and believing in sovereignty and being free, and that that's cool. I think it leads some people in the generally the right direction in some ways, but in other ways it can be very misleading. Uh, but this one guy gets up in front of a court and literally seems to back them down. Like, the, just he he has this confidence. He's wearing a hat in court, and he, you know, what he says backs the bailiffs away from him, and they leave him alone. And it looked like they were going to do something to him right there and then. And no, he leaves the courtroom, and it, it looks like it's it's done and over with. The thing is, they don't show you the rest of the story. They don't tell you the rest of the, you know, yeah, he did walk out of that court that day, and yeah, he did amazingly back the bailiffs down by you know whatever words he said but the that didn't stop the man in the robe from coming back into the court 10 minutes later and saying oh looks like he's not here failure to appear contempt of court or whatever you know warrant for your arrest and then you know a few weeks later the video camera's not rolling when the guy comes and gets arrested by the royal canadian mounted police now i don't know exactly how that story ended up panning out i just heard that later on they had issued some sort of a warrant for him and that was the last i'd heard in that particular case so that's the only video I've ever seen that's like, wow, that was pretty cool. Like, that guy actually did something. But you don't actually ever see the whole thing from beginning to end. You don't actually end up seeing the, the full court process. And until somebody can actually show the full process and, and be able to claim, yeah, I walked away from this and I'm okay, then you got nothing. one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. Let's go to William in Texas. You can bring up what you want. William, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian, Mark, and what's the other guy's name? JJ. What's on your mind, William? Did anybody tell JJ he sounds like Chong or Cheech or one of those guys? Apparently you have. You wow, just sound stoned is what you're saying. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, no, it's not an insult. I'm not, it's not an insult. I'm, I'm not insulted. I'm not insulted. I met okay. Tommy Chong one time. It was really Congrats. awesome. He said, "Yeah, he said, uh, hey, wow, man, I I always tell my sons always wear a tie when you go to court too." Because I was working as a salesperson, I always wore a tie. And, you know, he just he was a tie joke, and it was really yeah. quite funny. Right. Anyway, that's who I always think of when I hear him. But uh, a couple stories, and I may only get to one. But uh, here in Dallas, uh, these, these police they said a guy pulled a gun on him at a, at a on the Amtrak train. Mm. I think several shots were fired, and uh, the original story was that, you know, the guy started shooting, but at the end of it, they found out only the cops shot. One cop was shot in the hand. The guy was killed, the suspect or whatever, and uh, 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 the bystander was grazed by a bullet. And There's nothing funny about any of that, but I just thought it was kind of ironic that the only people shooting guns were the police and... Uh, people got know, hit. Two innocent, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't. I, I fire a gun, and I carry one, and I don't understand how. It seems pretty easy to hit your target, or don't fire. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I've we've heard lots of stories where you know the, and I'm just going to make something, some numbers up here, where it's like you know, sus, uh, police fire 100 shots, suspect hit 29 times, um, and it makes you really wonder where those other 71 bullets went. 
Um, I also heard a statistic, and frankly, I can only back this up by somebody who's uh, pretty impressive in the firearms industry, like was maybe really, really high up at uh, a major firearms company, told me that most police uh, – let's – most police shootings are by their own guns or some kind of term like that. More more cops are shot by their own weapons. Like than that DEA agent that shot himself in the foot in front of the class? Things like that. Oh, God. That was so awesome. Was that was so awesome. Well, I, I don't relish oh, in the guy's pain, but he really was talking big about yeah. how I'm the only gun one safety. in the room that's qualified to carry this gun. Bam! And bam! Shoots himself in the foot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you remember, remember when he reaches for the gun like to get it back, you know, he, or to get another gun or something? The kids are like, no, no. <laughs> William, what else did you want to share? Well, um, there was a. Uh, I know y'all mentioned Tom Likas before, but uh, well, Tom Likas show. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst radio pukers in the business. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, I heard a story. I think it was in California, uh, but there's a woman. She got pregnant uh, by taking her boyfriend's condoms to the. Uh, in, in what was the fertile clinic, fertility, cl- mm-hmm. fertility clinic? Yep. Okay. And anyway, she got pregnant. And, uh, he's su- uh, he's paying child support, but he's suing the fertility clinic. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. She should but be, they, they, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, she violated a trust there. I mean, it's, it's an implicit contract. I mean, she should be she should be sued. To, I mean, he he should have no obligation. How do you prove it? Well, she brought she's condoms. Gonna say, right. Well, she's going to say uh, he had sex with me. There was no condom. But no, they, yeah, well, they had condoms. I mean, well, some, she, she, she took the yeah, she took the condoms to the place, and they uh, used the contents to uh, you know make it make her pregnant. I guess. But, wow, that's but how would one, you know that? How would that? How would it be found out that she even went there? I don't, that, that's a good question. Like a I bill don't know. That came I, to the I, house. I mean, it would yeah, seem like that would be the only way that, that there might be some telltale sign that she had done business with those folks. Otherwise, she'd just be like, "Oh, look, I'm pregnant. I guess the condom didn't work." Yeah, and he—I guess originally he didn't trust her. You know, he didn't believe. I guess he was careful, and he didn't believe that there were her kids, and he had a DNA DNA test. There's and, only and one I'll, answer to it's this. Got to be problem. stunning. You use a condom every single time, and the kids yours. Well, I mean, condoms it's be are stunning. not very effective. I mean, they're not very effective they're birth control. Darn it's, effective. Like seventy percent or something like that. What? I don't know. I've, I've heard uh, I think it's much higher than that. Yeah, they're not well, very effective. Hey, uh, well, William, the, there's only one answer to it, man. That's a vasectomy. Yeah. Hey, I agree with you, and I'm proud of you for doing that. But can I say one other thing? Quick. Well, I heard another story about an Army guy waiting. He had his face, a bomb blowing up in front of him, mm. and it destroyed his jaw and, and a bunch of his teeth. And Army's saying that his teeth aren't covered, and he's been fighting this battle for like a year and a half. And it's just my whole point to all that is just that I feel so terrible for these soldiers or whatever. That you mean the, the military, you say the teeth aren't covered? You mean the military is not going, the, the VA is not going to fix his mouth? Well, yeah, he's been fighting this. Yes, that's correct. Amazing. He's been fighting this battle for long. And, and there's, and They're he, just taking care of those vets, of, aren't they? Hey, William, thanks for the call, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Hour number three is next. The number, 855-450-FREE. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Still got to hear from the college students on the guns on campus issue. 855-450-FREE. It's free talk lot. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, 
Jack? Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated at me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? Into the third hour of the program, the toll-free number is one eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there, uh, so enjoy them over at freetalklive.com. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years. You know that cigarettes aren't good for your health. There is a healthier option. Twenty-two thousand times healthier than cigarettes are. E-cigarettes. One of the best-made e-cigarettes in the market today is Vaporsmith's e-cigarette. You can get it at Vaporsmiths.com. The average cigarette smoker will save about $120 a month. Tastes better. No more secondhand smoke. You don't have to go stand out by the dumpster in the snow to smoke it. You can get the free, as I said, the free, the one of the best uh, e-cigarettes in the market today for free by going to Vaporsmiths.com, purchasing 40 cartomizers. A cartomizer has the amount of nicotine that a pack of cigarettes does, and 40 cartomizers cost $70. And you know that's a lot cheaper than 40 packs of cigarettes. Um, you also get free shipping because all orders over $60 get free shipping. You can do it at Vaporsmiths.com or call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Use coupon code F. TL to cash in on this deal in both cases. 855 to get vapor, Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Bring up what you want. Richard's listening in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live. Richard. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, last night you guys were uh, talking about with Nemi about um, when you see something, how you should help the person and liability and stuff like that. Well, the I guess the issue was uh, the uh, psychological test where or this question where you know you ha- you are at a control switch a train is coming and about to squash right. five people that- you may pull the switch and squash one what do you do right. was that what you were referring to or the other part of the yeah, conversation yeah that's right if you see something like uh, what would you do and mm-hmm. um you guys are talking about how um oh what was it like if you're in the employee then you're held legally responsible right or someone else had called in yeah stuff it? like that sure yeah well, because I, I, I kind of had a personal experience with that recently. Tell me about it. And it was funny that you guys brought it up last night because um, this person I know, she was driving one day uh, in the last couple of days, and she drove past somebody who had a child in her lap in the passenger seat. And she felt the need to take a picture, write down the license plate number, phone 911, mm-hmm. and uh, post the picture on Facebook. And lots of people put all these comments on there saying stuff like, oh, you did the right thing, you know, you these... Uh, 
these animals, these people to be driving around with a with a child on their lap. How could they do that? And they were just really quick to judge. Was it a person who was driving with a child on their lap or her person in the passenger seat with a child on their lap? I just want to be clear. It was a person in the passenger seat. Okay, passenger seat, child on the lap. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still illegal. Which is, I mean, I know in Ontario it's how, a $150 fine. Which is how, uh, you know, the vast majority of us who are, you know, uh, you know, 40 and up, probably 30 and up, actually grew up. I mean, I, Ian, what was it like for you? Did you? I don't remember being an infant, so I couldn't tell you. But I'm not talking about an infant. The, the, now they've got to be strapped in until they're like 70 pounds or something. I don't remember any of that. And it's illegal. To, you, you, I, don't, you don't remember being in a car seat or you do? No, I don't remember any of that. Or you remember not being in a car seat? I don't remember any of that. But nowadays, um, I, I know in Ontario, like I, I had a girlfriend who had an eight-year-old son, and her eight-year-old son had his own seat that he was not strapped into, but he had to sit into it for another couple of months until he gained some weight or gained yeah. some inches or whatever. I, I don't recall having any kind of seat like that as I was growing up. Yeah. I don't recall that. Well, well that's the, relatively the problem, new. The is the, the, the it's that. moving up and up to the point that we're all going to be wearing five-point restraints in the relatively Pretty new much. future. But the, the problem that I had was that... Um, so many people were just so quick to judge and, and say that these these people who may have just made a misjudgment, maybe they were in a rush or, you know, for all you know, the car seat was broken and they were on their way to Walmart to buy a new one. Like, nobody knows that. But they were all saying, like, they're just animals and blah, blah, blah. And I took I, I kind of took a, made a point that, you know, people need to think before they, they do things like this to to, re, to call 911 on such a small issue. Because, I mean, what happens if FCS, but like Child and Family Services, decides to show up at that house and takes the kid away for whatever reason? Well, they'd probably support it. I mean, they they probably believe that children shouldn't be in a family where they wouldn't be buckled into the car. Well, that's the extreme. That's the extreme measures. Like you hear of horror stories all the time. We have a a society in in Ontario called Children's Aid, which is very similar to uh, Child and Family Services in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And uh, you hear of horror stories all the time about how they take kids who shouldn't be taken, and they don't take kids who maybe should be taken. I mean, I'm not. That's not my opinion, but that's the opinion of other people, right? So, and it could be over a mundane minuscule little thing so my, my point is like you know if you are out and you see like a you know someone a child riding a bike with a parent and they're not wearing a helmet or you know you don't see a kid strapped in you know don't don't run to the phone and feel that it's your duty to call 911 because it's the right thing to do because i mean you could just be opening up a whole ball of turmoil for that family over just a small little error just a, a, a misjudgment or whatever the case may be I don't know if those people care, but I think that's it's an important no, thing to keep in mind. Maybe for people that actually, you know, are aren't interested in having the, or maybe they don't realize what it is that they're doing when they're uh, calling these agencies. Maybe they don't understand how serious of uh, of a situation that can create for a family. I, maybe your message is valuable to those folks, but for the kinds of people that like the idea of getting into people's business, the busybody types. I don't think they yeah. care about what consequences that family fa- faces. They they see something happening that they disagree with. They believe that uh, they know what's best for that family, and they know that they're too cowardly to actually go and, and say, say something, something about it. So they're just yeah. going to have the government do their bidding, and uh, you know they don't care what happens. I, I think in they're closing, that callous. I, in closing, there was, there was a big bunch of comments back and forth on Facebook, and in closing, I basically just said, okay, whatever. Um, I'll be sure the next time I see any of you speeding down the highway, I'll be writing down your license plate numbers and calling 911 since it's the right thing to do. Right. I guess the right thing to do is stand out in your driveway with a with a speed gun in your spare time and, uh, you know, track them as they go by. Well, but the sad thing is, uh, I mean, you're joking, but the sad thing is a, a lot of people are encouraged to do this. 
So, for instance, right. and uh, I think that's the problem because I mean, just let people go on their business. I mean, you're not a police officer, you, and and by reporting things like this, you don't know what sort of what sort of turmoil you might bring upon that person just for a small little thing. Right, but when I say that, when I say a lot of people are encouraged, I mean by the system, so they have their neighbors report on them, and their natural response is to retaliate. And yeah. not only is it that is it people's response that you can kind of predict, but also the people within the system will suggest it. So I've had this happen to me recently. Where the code enforcer has been uh, snooping around and you know hassling me and hassling my tenants, and uh, he has suggested, well, you know, it's an anonymous uh, tip, so he can't tell me who the the neighbor is. But uh, you know, basically, the suggestion by by him and some of his ilk have essentially been that uh, you know you should keep your eye on your neighbors, and uh, you know if, they, if you see something that you don't like that they're doing, you should report them. And I, yeah, if you I see something, say something. Right. Well, yeah. and my my response to that is, but that's not how I solve problems. You know, if I've got a right. if I've got an issue with my neighbor, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to them, or I'm going to ignore it. You know, one or the other. And uh, but they encourage people to go up and battle one another because they win every single time. Whenever somebody reports their neighbor for something, the state comes along, and if they issue a citation, they're the ones that collect the fine money for it. So they're happy as as you know, happy as can be if neighbors are battling one another with re- you know reporting code violations left and right against one another. They don't care. They're not interested in solving problems for people. They're interested in creating conflict they feed off of yeah. that stuff yeah i just think it's sad that's all I, th- I thought it was sad for someone to just do that to just like i said pick up the phone oh, call 911 and like give me a break it's lame lame busybody behavior richard thanks for the call man i appreciate it let's talk to shadow listening to wbhp down in huntsville shadow you're on free talk live okay good yeah i was listening to what you're talking about right there and the other guy too i came up with a generation where there's no child seat and no seat belts no nothing we did them just fine. I think people should mind their own business. They are to everybody else's business. That'll keep them plenty occupied right there. And uh, they need to get off of this George Orwell 1984 way of thinking, man. Apparently, people just have too much, uh, you know, or too little uh, to do, too much time on their hands. They got nothing else to do than uh, nose into other people's business and try to to run their lives for them. It's disgusting. Then I used to take my my younger brothers. Out of my car and everything, because uh, no, they were they weren't strapped into anything, and, and nobody said anything. That's the way it was. That's the way it was back then. It was better too. Seatbelts have killed a lot of people, even. It's true. It's true. And that's going to be really yeah. tough to be the, uh, the 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 brother or you know the sibling or the uh, child or even the uh, parent of somebody who's been killed by a seatbelt. And you know everybody's got this story somewhere that they've heard from somebody. And I don't know how many of them are true, but it's got to be tough to be that person and then be ordered by the government to wear this device that killed your loved one. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Shadow. I appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us. Over at freetalklive.com, of course. Our number here, 855-450-3733. Bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Thank you. 
is Free Talk Live. Take control of these airwaves and do it via our toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and get interactive with things like our bulletin board system. You can go and uh, post messages on our forum, interact with other Free Talk Live Free Talk Live listeners, and you can do it for free over at uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. You know, there's all kinds of destabilizing events happening around the world, and it, a lot of experts recommend having stored food on hand. It seems like a good idea. You don't whether whether it's just going to be a hurricane that cuts you off from uh, you know something for a couple of weeks, or you know something worse could happen. It's a good idea to have some stored food on hand. You have to decide what's the right amount for you and your family. But for my preparation, I've chosen wisefoodstorage.com wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff and many many others that are pre-packaged for freshness in individual mylar pouches and carry a 25 year shelf life you can prepare them in just minutes just by adding water visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855 foodwise today they will give you a free sample all you have to do is use coupon code ftl if you uh, like the sample or you want to just go ahead and order you can use coupon code ftl to also get no cost shipping 10 percent off any order it is for a limited time that's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE, coupon code FTL. It's the greatest gift you can give uh, your loved ones this holiday season is wisefoodstorage.com. All right, for those of you who have been listening throughout the whole night, you're already aware of what's going on with Brad Jardis. But for those of you just tuning in, uh, Brad Jardis, who is a former New Hampshire law enforcement officer, had spent 11 years of his life on the force. He quit because he got fed up with the idea of having to enforce laws against uh, you know victimless crimes against people who've never harmed other human beings he just couldn't handle what was going on uh inside the department uh, how they were trying to they were trying to kick him off anyway they failed at that uh, but after they failed at kicking him off he decided he didn't want to deal with it anymore and and walked away from it and now uh he's you know back in the uh the liberty activism game in a big way he's uh, been a blogger over at freekeen.com now for well over a year i think maybe longer than that And recently he posted a blog saying that he and former Army member Tommy Mazingo were going to go to Plymouth State University campus tomorrow morning, bright and early, 9 a.m., and carry firearms onto the campus in violation, direct violation of campus rule that prohibits that, which Brad says that campus rule is illegal, that it's in violation of the RSAs, the state statutes here, that say that uh, these these political organizations or these subdivisions of uh, the political, the, you know, the state essentially can't restrict firearms beyond what the state's restrictions already are. And New Hampshire doesn't have very many restrictions on firearms. And so, Brad, your position is basically that uh, what the schools are doing is completely illegal and you are going to challenge it by going and carrying firearms. But that is uh, it's blown up a little bit. Uh, bigger than maybe anybody expected. Uh, what, are you, what are your assessments of this, uh, this last week? Yeah, good evening, guys. Uh, um, I think what's happening here um, is an excellent reason why everyone needs to move to New Hampshire. And what's going on is the government has been called out for doing something that they don't have the power to do. And because they got called out for it, they went to the court, who basically said, okay, if you do any of this stuff, it's now criminal contempt. Yeah, they came out with an order today threatening you and Tommy and everybody this is connected with literally you. Literally legislating from the bench. 
Right. Exactly. This is what legislating from the bench is. Look, in New Hampshire, there is a law, and it's uh, you can find it if you type in 159-26. And what it says is no political subdivision of the state of New Hampshire may uh, have it regulate anything having to do with knives, firearms, firearms components, firearms supplies, or ammunition, unless specifically authorized by statute. So what the university system has been doing um, because this law applies to political subdivisions, is in 2003 when this law came into effect, they just basically ignored it. So mm-hmm. for, for years they've been lying to parents, grad students, and young adults about uh, their ability to lawfully possess uh, uh, weapons for self-defense. And um, they've been getting away with it. I mean, I've known about this for, for probably six years, but, you know, to me it just seems like a, a good uh, something good to uh, to call them on. And uh, I, I feel like we've really hit a nerve with them because, okay, clearly. I mean, I, look, I mean, I'm, I'm the equivalent of like a creepy stalker guy who meets like a girl at the bar. But, I, but it's not a girl who got a restraining order against me. It's the state. You know, I mean, they, they, they can't arrest me for breaking the law because I'm not breaking the law. So they just, you know, get a restraining order on me to keep me from doing things that aren't against the law. It's crazy what they're uh, what they're trying to do now. Tomorrow morning was when you'd scheduled this event for where you and Tommy were going to go and openly carry firearms, basically strap some machine guns to your back and uh, walk on campus with uh, what I presume to be some sort of uh, papers to hand out to folks to inform them about uh, the law and inform them about their supposed right to defend themselves. But the first news that came out was that uh, professors on campus were canceling classes because of this. Uh, And then the news came out, the Concord Monitor reported, which we put over at freekeen.com for folks to see, that the uh, Plymouth University was basically saying that any student who doesn't want to come to class today doesn't have to. You'll be excused if you don't want to come to campus today. And so basically they're trying to encourage kids to stay away from school on this, which is essentially the last day of regular classes, I think, at this particular college. I know that at uh, Keene State. Amazing. Last day of classes, they're giving people uh, the opportunity to skip. Here in, <laughs> here in Keene, uh, the testing starts next week. So this is the last regular day of classes, and then testing begins on uh, on Monday. So, uh, well, so you know, if you would have uh, gone in on testing week, then they really couldn't have uh, canceled classes, right? But then they went in – well, right, right. And so then they went in and they got this judge to order you to stay away. What are you going to do tomorrow? Well, this is what – this is what the way I see this. Like, look, I mean, everyone knows I was a police officer for 11 years. I did, I did some undercover work here and there. And I don't work for a law enforcement agency anymore. But what I'm trying to do here is enforce the law on the state, and they don't like it very much. And uh, because this particular law gives, uh, gives power to people – uh, to possess weapons to protect themselves. You know, I mean, the, the Virginia Tech shooting today is just an absolute another example of why people need to uh, be cognizant of their own safety. You can't count on the government to protect you. These, these people who are predators and menaces, they don't care about the law. They don't care about having a piece of paper. And these government people here in New Hampshire, you know, they actually think, like, and, and I think they're actually this numb, they actually think that someone who would actually present a threat to public safety would be stopped by some words on paper uh, written down by a guy 
wearing a black robe, you know, like that would actually stop someone who wanted to kill people. Yeah, they absolutely it, it, seem to think just that, that not, somehow they could write this crap down on paper and that uh, they're going to make the, 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 the campuses safer. The idea that, you know, people aren't carrying guns every single day on New Hampshire colleges make is just absolutely ludicrous. They're just concealing them. All you propose gotta, to do is trap, uh, strap them to your back. Well, and, and, you know, I personally am not a big proponent of open carry because uh, for some tactical reasons. But the reason why I'm doing this, and here's a little secret, I actually don't even own a gun. I'm really not, I'm really not into guns very much myself. I mean, I did when I was a cop. But I'm doing this because I want other people to have the freedom they're supposed to have to protect themselves. So when you say you're doing this, does that mean you're actually going to do it in violation now of an order on contempt? We'll uh, bring you back here in a moment. Brad Jardis uh, is with us, former law enforcement officer. Is he going to back down tomorrow morning? Because contempt's a little scarier in this particular case. This is Free Talk Live. DigItPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line here tonight. It's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. If you've got a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and podcast, m as in mobile. FreeTalkLive.com. If you're anything like me, you just don't have the time to read books anymore. Now, you know, a lot of people read books and and it's great for them. But for some folks, I think audiobooks are the way to go. It's uh, without having to carve out the time in your day to to read books, you can uh, get the information passed on to you. At Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got books in all the categories, business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction. Whatever that book was that you were thinking that you needed to uh, you know, pick up and, and read, they've likely gotten it. I mean, if it's getting press right now, it's, it's very, very, very likely that uh, um, Audible has that that book so um, they've also got all different kinds of magazines and things like that you can go download a free book at audiblepodcast.com slash ftl if that's our link and it's the uh the the best way to go about getting a free one audiblepodcast.com slash ftl to go get your free audio book it's also gets a free gold membership but the the downloads included in that audiblepodcast.com slash ftl so I uh, have an email here that I want to share. We were talking with uh, Brad Jardis. He is uh, one of the bloggers at freekeen.com. He's formerly of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, a former law enforcement officer. He and a former military member, uh, Tommy Mozingo, were planning to go to uh, State University, Plymouth State University in New Hampshire tomorrow morning and open carry some firearms. And this is the email that was sent out by the Plymouth State University president. Sarah Jane Steen to the full faculty and all the students. So everyone received this email on the the campus of Plymouth State University today, and I received this from one of the students at Plymouth State University. 
Bradley Jardis, to the campus community. Bradley Jardis wrote us earlier this week that he and Tommy Mozingo intend to be on campus tomorrow morning to distribute materials about guns. And in opposition to a PSU and University System of New Hampshire policy banning weapons to bring loaded, slung rifles with them. And I'd like to point out before we go any farther that these students deal with cops wearing guns every single day. Bradley Jardis, former law enforcement officer, has been trained in whatever way these cops have been trained, mm-hmm. likely more than these cops have been trained. Uh, Tommy Mazingo, former military uh, member, trained probably more than these uh, these cops on their campus that are carrying guns right now. Many cops so are former military. The claim of the vapid email, uh, excuse me, videos that I've seen from some of these college students is that we can't have untrained people running around with guns because to them trained means they must have a badge and a stupid hat it's more and than, must be licensed by yeah. the government now to do it here. Exactly, it's the government sanction that people see as the training. Yeah, not, not just training, but I just but, this, the the person who bears this governmental, um, I guess, mantle or or the, where's the, the fancy hat or the badge, they for some reason are above the petty primal uh that's because these kids have never lived on their own and never done anything in their own lives they've had parent their parents are paying for their education well yes they're very indoctrinated late this morning bradley jardis and tommy mozingo made clear they will not accept a less potentially dangerous path instead they are set on violating the policy by coming to campus with rifles albeit unloaded and with trigger locks which was uh, a level of compromise uh, by brad that some are pretty critical of uh, it appears, she says, from the related traffic on web pages, blogs, and social media sites, that substantial interest in this event has been created. We expect there will be a number of sympathizers in attendance, some of whom have announced they will be armed. Potential gun violence is serious. We have received numerous statements of concern from students, parents, staff, and faculty, many of whom are frightened. We have received a temporary restraining None of whom order. have the law on their side. We have received a temporary restraining order from the Grafton County Superior Court to stop tomorrow's event. The restraining order temporarily prohibits Mr. Jardis and Mr. Mozingo and anyone acting in concert with them from violating the policy banning firearms from the campus. It requires them to post the restraining order on the websites they've used to publicize their intentions. Such an order may not, however, prevent them and others from coming to campus. If anyone violates campus policy, it will be enforced. Students, faculty, and staff have expressed concern about feeling unsafe. Some of you have written of previous experiences with gun violence. If you are uncomfortable, please make the best decision for yourself about being on campus. Faculty will make alternate arrangements to work with students who choose not to be here without penalty. If their concern is for gun violence, this really, really confuses me. I mean, there's been all kinds of reported cases of gun violence by police officers, in uniform and out. Um, I mean, and I'm not not talking about them using you know where they get exonerated by their department i'm talking about wholesale murder i mean you know i've got a story here that i can pull up within a couple of minutes here of uh, a cop that, that slaughtered a whole house full of kids because his girlfriend was in there or something like that i don't remember exactly what the story was but you know cops commit gun violence and you're saying it was a cop that did that yes yeah. so please do not confront anyone if an event occurs If something does occur, we have a text alert system for instructions. A siren means stay indoors until an all-clear is sent. They have a siren on campus. Uh, our first priority is (laughs) your safety. To warn people about, uh, you know, former law enforcement officers and former military people who... So, he's back with us here. Brad Jardis, are you there? Yeah, I I was just laughing pretty hard, man. That's, That's good. Yeah, so tomorrow morning, I mean, this is this thing still on? Are you going to back down? Uh, I mean, do you want to uh, announce yeah, what you're going to do? 
First, let me address uh, any critique that people have of me for saying that um, I was going to put a breech lock and a trigger lock on, uh, on our guns, all right? Look, I knew that these people can't back down. So what I was trying to do was make them look silly by saying, all right, you know what, mm. uh, just, to show, just to show that uh, we truly mean you no harm. And, you know, the, I got a call yesterday. I, I was on the phone for an hour with the vice president of student affairs from Plymouth State University and the general counsel for the University System of New Hampshire. Did so they cry? Did any, at any point did any of them break down weeping? No. Please just leave no, us alone. No. I will say this. I mean, they were very polite to me. They were very courteous. But, you know, I presumed that while I was interacting with them, they were preparing this, this brief or they were getting ready for something. I, I suspected because, I mean, they have, like, from their vantage point, they have to be able to show uh, their, uh, you know, their customers or whatever that, oh, my God, we're looking out for people from gun violence. Um, but here's the thing, all right? They want to make this a multiple-issue event, and we do not. This is about... The government of New Hampshire, a political subdivision that is subservient to, quote-unquote, the people, openly and blatantly violating the law, getting called on it, and then, uh, you know, they're basically they're freaking out. I mean, they're, I was called a domestic terrorist uh, several times on my free Keen blog. I mean, anyone can go there and read it. And, um, wow. you know... I was. I actually joined the opposition Facebook group, and I started posting there, trying to reach out to. Well, right, because the they're students. planning on. You mentioned opposition Facebook group. There, apparently, uh, some of the students are planning a counter protest tomorrow. Right. So I joined their group, and and I was telling them, I was like, "Listen, guys, do not, do not have people take away your rights of self defense." And you know, this then this Virginia Tech tragedy happened happened today, and WMUR called me, and they're like, "Do you have a comment on this?" So. I wrote them a response, and I actually posted it at Free Keen, my response to uh, WMUR. Mm -hmm. And in my response, I point out that, look, I arrested this guy who had five violent felonies, and he was on his way to go kill somebody who was about to testify in a grand jury proceeding. He also had a stolen handgun. Criminals do not care what the law say uh, or what the law says, and government is not going to protect you. What will protect you far greater than the police is the perception that, People of a criminal mind will have that, oh, geez, these people have, you know, like in Utah, where the, they passed a law saying no college can tell people they can't carry a firearm. Or in Oregon, who had a very similar legal structure to what we have here in New Hampshire uh, with a preemption statute, and the Oregon Court of Appeals last September struck down all of their public university uh, firearm, ru firearm rules. And look, the point of this is, you know, if this was Dartmouth, uh, or a private college, we would never go there, ever, because it's none of our business. What so are you going tomorrow morning? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. Get away for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, <laughs> Brad Jardis. More with him in a moment. 855-450-FREE, because I want to know if I should go or not. You know, this is a two-hour drive for us here in Keene, so uh, you know, we got a lot of people that are excited about this and want to go and show support. But you just kind of need to know what's going on. But if you're going to stand down, I mean, I'd rather you know sleep in the extra two hours because I don't want to have to get up at 6.30 or whatever if I, if I don't have to. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, we've got Brad Jardis on the line with us. He is a former law enforcement officer, spent 11 years uh, being a cop out on the, uh, the streets of New Hampshire, and he is now in the liberty movement. Uh, he couldn't be a cop any longer considering the things they were asking him to do. He's now taken the side of good uh, and is standing up for, in this case, uh, gun rights, which you say, Brad, you're not even a real gun guy. But uh, you decided this would be a good issue to uh, to challenge the state on because they are wrong in what they're doing. They're telling kids uh, – kids, young people in co- on college campuses, that they can't defend themselves, they can't use uh, weapons, carry them openly or concealed, and you were going to challenge that tomorrow morning. Uh, and, you know, if nothing ever comes of this, uh, if you know, if, if you were to back down tomorrow morning, for instance, it would still be an incredible publicity uh, <laughs> stunt. Yeah. Not that this was your intention, but uh, I, I mentioned to you earlier, freekeen.com, as a result of all the attention that uh, has been given out, because that the president of the college emailed the entire college with a link to freekeen in it. The judge put a link to Free Keen in his order. Uh, so, like, Free Keen's all <laughs> over the place, and uh, the traffic's way up at the blog. But that wasn't your intention here. Your intention was to outreach to students and let them know about their right to, uh, to, to you know, to, to defend themselves. So what are your plans for tomorrow morning if you want to reveal those to, to us? All right. Well, it is very apparent that the state wants to play games about what the rules are, so I'm willing to play back. So I'm going to make a very carefully worded statement. Uh, tomorrow, Tommy Mazingo and I will not be carrying rifles to the campus. And um, in the system that we, uh, we live in here in the United States, the, uh, the uh, responsibility is on the state to uh, have probable cause before conducting any search or making any arrest. And, um, you know, the law is absolutely on our side, as Mark, as you pointed out earlier. You know, this is about holding the state's feet to the fire. So uh, Tommy and I announced that we were going to be carrying rifles, and my carefully worded statement to you is that we are no longer going to be carrying rifles. Now, so, uh, I happen to know, uh, Jardis, that uh, you know the, the government tends to call something a firearm that might be different than what everybody else calls a firearm. And you know this may be true with the term rifle also. Well, they're saying you can't have any weapons on campus. I mean, this order here what, says— Define weapon. Well, I'm sure they have it defined in the statute, but, uh, but here it well, says— de- No, 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 no. They have it defined in their regulation, which is illegal according to statute. So they have, like, you know, a knife more than four inches. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you have a steak knife it's longer than four inches. It is. Um, so, I mean, they just have these arbitrary rules that these arbitrary, unelected, not that being elected would make it better, uh, bureaucrats hand down saying, no, you can't do this because we say so, even in the face of clear state law that says otherwise. And the icing on the cake really is that if you read uh, Plymouth State University, uh, if you read their own uh, rules and regulations, it says that, they will respect all constitutional rights of all people. Well, okay, so if they're going to respect constitutional rights of all people, let's take a look at the second U.S. Amendment and Part 1, Article 2A of the New Hampshire Constitution, and let's see how, uh, how hypocritical they're being. 
I think what Plymouth State University is inadvertently doing is they are turning themselves into the epicenter for firearms freedom hmm. here in New Hampshire, which is part of the Free State Project. So, so, uh, so you're saying that you're not going to bring rifles, but if you bring yeah, gonna... if you bring any sort of weapon, uh, according to their policy, the judge says if you violate their policy, that's going to be considered contempt of court. So, don't, well, don't oh. aren't you aren't you restricted from being there at all? Due no, to they this... can be there, just not carry, not violate the policy of the college. Ah, uh, okay. Oh right, yeah, no, I I, I read the entire order, and right. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be carrying a rifle. Okay. And um, so I mean, the you know if. Whatever. I mean, th- their rules are uh, illegal, and they know it, and now they're using the, using the court system to uh, use this strange contempt power to magically make rules into law without, you know, without any input from, quote-unquote, the people, but not like the input of the people matter- matters anyway. So what do you think the odds are you're going to get arrested tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting sight to be seen, and I, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunity to, to, to reach out to uh, reach out to people and tell them, look, you know, this isn't about us. This is about you, and this is about your campus truly being safe. I, I feel like you're beating camp- around the bush at something here. Of course, Brad. he's beating around the bush. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he doesn't. I think. I think. I think. I think it flew over Ian's head, but uh, I think you guys. Everything should, you guys flies should. over Ian's head. You we'll have to lay. To, it, we'll you have to lay it out for him, but you can't lay it out for him. So that's just the end of the story. I mean, his right, carefully I mean, worded response is he is not going to carry a rifle right so so you're willing to be arrested for contempt of court tomorrow is that right well you know i'm not gonna rifle um so uh, you know, right. he's willing to be arrested well if you if, if you're bringing any kind going, of weapon on the campus going to the campus right if you're bringing any kind of weapon whether it be a knife or a mace or a nunchucks or whatever then there's a good chance you'll be arrested for contempt of court tomorrow that's uh, you just want to see I would, I would absolutely agree with you with the statement that if someone uh, who was one of my servants was to uh, bring uh, something that is a weapon onto the campus, that that they could be arrested for contempt of court. I would agree with that statement. Now, it's very interesting. You referenced the uh, statement here from the judge, and the judge actually says that none of your servants may uh, do so either, as if anybody has servants. I mean, (laughs) what kind of servants are they talking about? That's weird stuff, man. So so you're saying that you think everybody should come out tomorrow because it's going to be a very interesting day. Uh, I think people should come out. I think people should dress professionally, and I think people should bring signs, and I think people should be willing to stand for natural law, this case statutory law, in this case constitutional law, because the freedom to own weapons to defend oneself is extremely important. And All right, Brad. Well, I'm interested to see society. what you uh, what you end up doing tomorrow, because this is your first time doing civil disobedience here in New Hampshire. So uh, if, you, if you indeed do civil disobedience, uh, and I thank you for the call tonight. And, and if you're not in a jail cell tomorrow, or even if you are in a jail cell, we'd like to talk to you and follow up. And, uh, and you know, so can we talk to you tomorrow about this? Absolutely. Thank Thanks, you Brad. Appreciate it, man. Uh, see you in the morning. Let's uh, continue here with you and your thoughts. So we go to Ty listening in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hey, Ty. Hey, good evening. Hey, I was so pleased to hear on the last few podcasts you guys are have a new advertiser with Audible.com. Actually, it's an old it's advertiser. They're coming service. back. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. great. Yep. I just wanted to put in a quick plug. If anybody, you know, I know a lot of people will probably take advantage of it. There's a real good book on there, Mark. You might want to check it out, too, called The Triumph of Liberty by okay. Jim Powell. Okay. Uh, do you know who Jeff Regenbach is? I know the name. 
Well, he's he's just got a great voice. He he's written some books on uh, that you can find free on uh, uh, Mises, the, the uh, Ludwig von Mises Institute website. Uh, he's he's been a journalist for many years, libertarian journalist. He got a real good voice. But this book is the greatest liberty history book. It's the first book that I, I ever heard of uh, Honest John of the Tower. I learned about it from this book. I guess I'll you have know, to John listen Milburn. to it. What's the book called? The Triumph of Liberty. It's called The Triumph of Liberty. All right, it's a 2,000-year history told through the lives <laughs> of freedom's greatest champions. Neat, man. And, and, and folks can get a free book by going to audible.com audiblepodcast.com well, thank slash you. FTL. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Hey, thanks for the recommendation, Ty. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Unscreen Caller on the Amp Lines. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. This is uh, Kelvin from Colorado. Kelvin, what's and, on your mind uh, tonight? Hey. hey, I wanted to say right on to Brad. Uh, I've been uh, looking for some kind of good activism in the uh, right to keep and bear arms uh, community. Uh, and I've always thought it was just a little bit too hot to handle because, you know, who wants to get shot uh, right. for, uh, you know, carrying your rifle on the campus? But uh, the idea I've had about doing this would be having pe- the protesters go out there and uh, carry wooden, you know, like cutouts of rifles. And so, therefore, everybody gets the message, but you know, there's no excuse to, like, gun people down uh, mm. because it's obvious that they're made out of wood. So that might possibly be what he has in mind is that, his, you know, we're not going to show up with rifles. And get some uh, sort of facsimile maybe. of a rifle. Yeah, I see where you're coming right. from. So every, yeah, so everybody gets gets the idea. No one has to panic, and no one has to get uh, killed over at this point. You know, maybe well, someday you will have to start carrying actual rifles to Right. And but what you right point now, out, Kelvin, is extremely important, is the Plymouth State University has turned what would have been, you know, a weird little sideshow on their sidewalk into a statewide event. Hopefully it'll go I mean, nationwide. Freekeen, Freekeen.com has had, what, quadruple the uh, normal down, uh, you know, page views that it normally yeah. has. And this is students from Plymouth State and people who are activated about this kind of activism all over coming there to see what you guys are talking about. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, Kelvin, thanks, man, for the call leader. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It'd be interesting to uh, show up with, like, a hockey stick strapped to your bat or a back or a baseball bat or something else. Something you'd normally find on a college campus, but you could also do some serious damage with. What are you going to do then? Yep. Drunk college kids kill more people with uh, cars than rifles. See you tomorrow. We'll let you know what happens. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. 